you don't have to put it, the burden on the customer to like justify why it, it should be returned. You just, let's just, no questions asked. I get it. We'll swap it out for you. And that's a, you know, short term, that's a hit to your budget. But long term, that customer is going to be like, man, if I ever have problems, I know I can just take it back to them. They're going to take care of me. Hey, Happiness Hustlers. Welcome back to another episode. This week, we're going to be talking about empathy. I remember when I first started working in my first career job. Uh, Fairly soon after that, the bookshelves, well, the few bookshelves in our tech company were suddenly flooded with uh, one particular book. I don't remember what that book was, but uh, it had everything to do with um, (laughs) calculating your emotional quotient, your EQ. Yeah, so it's funny that um, I guess this this comes into the topic of work, uh, empathy. Okay, let's start by defining what empathy is. We'll go to uh, good old Google to define it for us, but... Uh, empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. And I often like to seek out uh, one of my favorite celebrities. Um, in this case, it's going to be Christian Bale. And he has a quote on empathy. I'll read it now. It's got to do with putting yourself in other people's shoes and seeing how far you can come to truly understand them. I like the empathy that comes from acting. And I think Christian Bale is a a great example of this. He's played many, many different roles. Hmm. I think it would be hard to, as he stated, to put yourself in the shoes of another unless you can, you know, you you can really resonate with how they feel in in a particular moment uh, or for a particular role, right? You got to be an actor. You have to capture the essence of that character. And unless you can really understand it, I think there's only so far you can go, right? So why why the topic of empathy? I, this week, want to challenge whether or not empathy even has a place in the workspace, right? As I mentioned, when I first started working, you didn't hear much about empathy in the workplace. You didn't think about empathy at all. I think the, the first and last mm-hmm. time any sort of power figure in my life talked about empathy uh, outside of, you know, family uh, probably would be elementary school, you know, and I, I think like I don't know, like Valentine's Day someone didn't get enough chocolates or something you know, because you had to be fair and I think that was one of the last time to be honest that like some power figure in my life would ever talk to me about empathy and mm. uh Case in point, um, I wasn't the person that didn't provide enough chocolates. I followed the rules. It was someone else. But anyways, not important. Uh, so empathy <laughs> in the workplace, you know, is it is it just one of those things that companies pretend to care about, pretend to exemplify, pretend to, you know, pretend to have in order to be, I don't know, not canceled, um, to be more widely accepted? <laughs> Is it one of those things that actually has a place in the work space? 
meaning that you know we, we practice what we preach and you know we, we are empathy right i don't know i i think there's plenty of examples of, of both but let, let's see what uh ben feels ben do you feel empathy has an actual place in the workspace I think the short answer is yes. Um, or is it all just a fluffle? But it's. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's not easy to do, and so I think it. One trap that companies can fall into is saying that they're empathetic or that they value empathy, but not actually living that out in the day to day. What would that look like? And so, to live it out in the day to day, and and I guess two parts mm, of that question. What would, what would it yes. look like to live it out? to your employees and what would it look like if we were to live it out to clients or to our audience you know like let's say we're yeah. from the company's point of view right right well yeah actually that was how i was going to break it down i think there's there's kind of those two perfect factors. jump in the gun um, i'm gonna shut up now. In, internal and external yeah so no that's that's perfect so um yeah internally um i think i think a lot of this would look like um you would feel comfortable going to your manager about anything, you know, Hey, this is what's going on. Maybe this is what's going on in my personal life. Do you mind if I take a few days off? And they're, all, they're like, totally, I totally understand. Absolutely. The companies have to be accommodating. Um, and you don't feel kind of this guilt or like, well, they're probably going to say no. So I might as well not bring it up. Um, uh, it could also be, you know, related to your career path or, or your position in the company and you could just kind of that freedom where you you feel like your manager is going to hear you and understand where you're coming from no matter what you bring to them so i think that's kind of the the big thing that would look like internally um at least from my perspective and then externally when you're dealing with customers you know there's the adage that the customer is always right um, Customers aren't always right, but you should treat them maybe as if they're always right, or at least treat them empathetically and that you understand where they're coming from. And even if what they say is technically wrong, being willing to kind of, like you said, put yourself in their shoes and say, I can see how this would come across that way and why they would, why they would think that that's the case. Um, and then be able to work with them to come to a, a solution. So. Rather than saying, um, you know, well, sorry, this is our policy. We can't help you or no, you're wrong. It doesn't work that way. You know, kind of, you know, putting yourself in their shoes and trying to see things from their perspective and working with them to come up with the, with, with solutions to things, to problems. I think, um, uh, um, I just lost my train of thought, but there's a, there's, there's a tie in there to something else, uh, in terms of, um, treating customers. Um, if I remember it, I'll come back to it, but yeah, those are, those are kind of my initial thoughts on like internal versus external, how that would play out. Um, what I was going to say too, though, was that there's, um, one, one of the fallacies, like I mentioned, is that you can kind of get this virtual virtue signaling from companies um that want to value empathy but don't know how or or don't actually live it out and i think the other the other way that could play out negatively is companies that just say we don't need empathy 
um, it does not have a place in the workplace. Um, and I think where you see this is kind of there's like this this stereotype of like corporate America, um, where there's you, I'm sure you've heard the adage, it's not personal, it's just business, you know. And there's there's kind of this like really cold feel to that of like it's just very transactional and there's paperwork and rules to follow and doesn't matter what you're feeling and there's no there's no empathy there's no putting yourself in someone else's shoes there's no caring about how the customer feels it's just business um so i think i think that's a stereotype but i think it's a stereotype for a reason and i thankfully i think in 2023 we've made some progress away from that towards generally more empathetic businesses but that there's definitely still plenty of that out there um so that's something i think to be aware of so that's my soapbox mm, good soapbox um yeah i know that 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 phrase does come across uh does come to mind when we think about this kind of thing um but what if it is just business right like i've always i've always believed that certain things need to be done to run businesses right Mm-hmm. And that, realistically speaking, has nothing to do with whether or, not, whether or not I actually care. You know, sometimes at the end of the day, decisions must be made, and they must be made based off of cold hard numbers, right? Mm. Whether it's a performance problem, like you could be having the worst year of your life. Is a company, are they meant to just? sit there while you recover you know like should a company reach out to this individual if they really care and say like hey look you're having a bad year we understand go home you won't get paid until next year when you're better but (laughs) you're not fired you know what i mean like how far as a company would i need to go to still show i care right because like especially these days with everyone being as sensitive as they are, you know, um, that's a hard line to kind of prove, you know, like for, for those that actually want to have that conversation, I feel like it's harder than ever. It's almost easier, right? It's, it's, it's harder than ever to prove to someone you care unless you take their side. Right. And I, mm-hmm. I, I honestly hope that's not the case, right? Cause as much as I've always given my, you know, my, my management, a hard time about things like salary, compensation, benefits, and all that. Like, I have never been a person to say it's my way or the highway, right? Because I, I, I've even stated several times in my own discussions with, you know, like C suite folks, like, look, I understand you have your own numbers that you're working off of. So tell me what would be acceptable for me while also being acceptable for you. Because there has to be that happy medium, right? And if honestly you don't care, then you don't care. Tell me you don't care, right? But I've never been one to look at that and say, well, if they really don't care, I'm going to go home and cry. (laughs) You know? Like, I'll just find someone who's more willing to work with me, right? So, I don't know. It's... I feel for companies on this point, right? Because I've been in a position, too, uh, one of my past positions as a as as a lead of my own uh, department and as short-lived as, as that role was ultimately 
you know, I, I was stuck in a position to have to make several difficult decisions on top of several stupid ones. Luckily, I wasn't people that I wasn't the person responsible for those stupid decisions, but I was responsible for the difficult decisions that came as a result of those stupid decisions. Right? <laughs> um, you know, in, in one case, we hired someone that was not really supposed to be hired. You know, like they just clearly, clearly, this person would have struggled. Any normal human being with even a remote understanding of this person's skill set, as well as the project that they were going to be put on, would know that this is this is out of their wheelhouse. You know, and for some reason, this was just the way to go, right? And I, I I recall I spent a lot of my own emotional energy investing in this individuals because I, I didn't want them to feel like it was their fault and I didn't want them to feel like I didn't have their back if the going got tough, right? And it's funny, I, the only thing I was rewarded with was just a, a massive earful, like 40 minute earful of uh, how upset they were and, and you know why, why things could be better and stuff. But anyways, you know, my experience is, is not the point. It's just how far should companies have to go to prove that they're empathetic? Right. I mean, I think compromise is definitely always going to be a part of business. Like that's that's always there. But I would argue against the um, like cold hard numbers piece because I think what I've seen is companies have um uh prioritized things that they value over finances when when they're really passionate about that um and in particular companies that have like refused to go public so they don't have uh you know they don't have stakeholders that they're responsible to for the finance side of things and they're that gives them more freedom to say um you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna accept some more losses on the budget side in order to take care of our customers better. Um, and I think what you see with that kind of model, generally, and this is you know very broad strokes because I'm talking across industries and everything here, but I think generally what you see is more um, customer loyalty with those companies because the people know that they're they're going to feel like the company cares about them and therefore they're more willing to give their money to that company. So I think the when you look at the long-term game that customer loyalty is really worth the risk of potentially short-term losses <laughs> that where you're like, you know what? I would totally understand we'll replace it for you for free. You know, like that's a simple example, whatever, whatever the thing is, um, you know, where you're, you don't have to put it, the burden on the customer to like justify why it, it should be returned. You just, let's just, no questions asked. I get it. We'll swap it out for you. And that's a, you know, short term, 
that's a hit to your budget. But long-term, that customer is going to be like, man, if I ever have problems, I know I can just take it back to them. They're going to take care of me. So of course I'm going to buy another thing from them down the road. So I think there's a lot of value in that. Um, and that long-term mindset. Um, I think, um, yeah, I, in terms of how this, uh, how this plays out, um, there's, there's kind of a swinging too far in that direction, uh, is some, is also something to be aware of where companies could like be so passionate about it, like a too specific of a thing or maybe too controversial of a thing that they um, aren't able to garner enough customer support <laughs> because they're they've like swung too far the other direction, you know, where they're like, we're going to, we're going to pour everything into this, this one specific uh, environmental issue or social justice issue or so, or something, you know, and it's like, it's kind of a pendulum swing from the, the cold impersonal business model to like a completely unprofitable business model where you're supporting a cause that doesn't, uh, it's not sustainable in the, you know, capitalistic economy or something so th- that's that's like another I, I think there's a middle ground and like i said compromise is always going to be a part of business there's going to be some point where you're going to have to say no where you're going to have to draw that line but um yeah does that make sense was that i don't know if my thoughts were gathered enough <laughs> for that no i i think you, I think you got there um but, I, mean, okay. I got that that the, the gist of what you were saying is I kind of like, let's say in a sense, put your best, best foot forward, right? And then over time, like, you'll develop a trend that people can recognize. Yeah. 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 I think so. I, I think, oh, I guess the, the other piece, too, is that um, I think it's, it's very case by case, too. There's not, like, I think one of the things that makes that stereotype so cold is that it's, it's very prescriptive. It's like, well, these are the policies. This is what we do. And we don't step outside those lines. Whereas being a more empathetic business means like, I'm going to listen to what this person has to say and then make a judgment call. And there's not necessarily a rule book to follow. And that makes it a lot harder to like train people on. Like it's not, you know, you have to have employees that really care to be able to have them show that care to the customers. You can't just like, bring in a bunch of people and say, all right, be empathetic. <laughs> so, cause there's, there's no script for that. So I, I think, um, it is, it does have to be very case by case. Um, and, and it requires, it requires effort from you as a, as an employee or as a business owner, um, whatever to, uh, to make those judgment calls and to actively listen to the customer um or to the employee you know as a manager whatever the case may be you know it is a little bit more work for sure but i I guess i would just go back to that long-term gain you know as a manager if you're empathetic with your employees they're probably going to stick around longer which means long-term savings for the company because there's less overturn 
like um and then obviously with customers you know repeat long-term customers are cheaper on the bottom line than trying to go out and get new customers so it really does i think also require that long-term mindset I think that's an excellent point. Yeah, these th- these kind of things take time, and I think that that's mm-hmm. actually one thing I want to call out that as a society, we're not very patient, right? Things that are in progress, I think we need to be we need to be better at giving them whatever they are, right? Like in this case, we're talking about companies that want to show that they're empathetic, right? You don't suddenly decide, or like you shouldn't, you shouldn't suddenly decide someone's a nice person by seeing them do one or two nice things. You should decide that they're a mm-hmm. nice person because over time they're a nice person, right? You know, right. And, and there's no... Build that trust. Right, exactly. And, and there's no like, it's not like two, three, four, five actions per person makes them good or bad. You know, it's a, it's a culmination of every opportunity and what you do with those opportunities and stuff, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just think overall as a, as a group, we can do better on, in, on both sides of things. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. Um, empathy is hard. I mean, I think it, it doesn't even come naturally for me either (laughs) that's comes with its own set of problems relationally um but it's yeah it's not like uh i guess i I would say it's not even something you could like listen job description and be like you need to be empathetic like it's gonna even if even if it comes easier for you like it's still something you have to work at um it's still something that you have to be uh conscious of And especially in a business setting, something that you're like making sure you're, you know, flipping that switch on when you're interacting with your customers or your employees Um, and and being being very intentional about it, uh, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, It has to be very intentional. But I do think it's a good thing for companies to value as long as they're actually going to put in the effort to follow through on that. I mean, that goes back to our <laughs> the episode we did a while back about company values. Like, you know, it's fine to fine to put it on the list, <clears throat> but you have to have a plan for actually following through on that. Right. Like I, um, I can't like that was not a good person. If it's just on a list, that, that wasn't very, wasn't very, that wasn't really full <laughs> old, old Englishy, but um, you get the point, right? <laughs> Like I can't say I'm I'm a good person just because I write down as one of my New Year resolutions I strive to be a good person. Well, we have right. no evidence that you're a good person yet, right? Yeah, we don't have evidence you're so, yeah. a bad person, but we sure as heck don't have the opposite. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, like you said, it's got it happens over time. You build trust with your customer base. You prove yourself time and again that you're going to listen to them and respond to them and make those compromises um and eventually you'll get to the point where people will say that's an empathetic company Mm -hmm. and then be known for that for actual reasons yeah right right 
yeah, that's that's definitely important. Um, hmm. How could benefit? Uh, how could businesses benefit from being more empathetic? We talked about like uh, some of those long-term gains, like you know, repeat or, or retained customers. Um, but what what other benefits could businesses see? Mm. We've, we've talked about kind of monetary compensation, right? In terms of like, well, I okay, I'll phrase it like this. I, I, I would think that for businesses, if they were to like exemplify this ideal, right, it would benefit them in the long run. And more than just the ways we describe, because I think just good things happen to people or whatever that that are empathetic, right? Like sometimes all people need is a pat on the back, and if you're the person that gives that to them, people are grateful in in ways that you would be surprised about. You mm-hmm. know, like like. <laughs> Regardless of whether or not I ever get an award for the good things I've done, right? Um, nothing warms my heart more to see when someone else is doing it, right? In fact, it makes me want to help them, right, and and understand mm-hmm. them more. And then, with that understanding, unlocks a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, just a lot of good <laughs> stuff, right? Like. Let's take, um, there's a game out called League of Legends, right? League of Legends is well known for being an extremely toxic game. Zero empathy. The the creators of the game don't care. The developers don't Mm -hmm. care. The people who come to these events don't care. Well, that's not true, because if we didn't care, then we wouldn't be here, right? But just showing up isn't enough. You need to show up and then some to I don't know to, to be able to like really start to pay back your dues you know because hmm. I think a lot of us out there are accidental bad people if that makes sense you know <laughs> like once upon a time someone said this to you now you say it back you know without without them knowing right like or once upon a time this happened so you this is how I reacted and then from that point on everyone thought you were the bad guy right like mm. these kind of emotional values is, is so so hard to pinpoint that you gotta just give your all at it you know yeah yeah and i'm not saying it's like i don't think it's difficult to achieve what we want right but we shouldn't expect immediate response to the things that we're trying to do right like a lot of companies they implement something for like three weeks or like oh yeah this is definitely going to work within this quarter what if it's something that takes two quarters minimum (laughs) you know what's going to happen then well you're going to stop in the middle you're going to look at results and the results are going to be bad right Mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know i i think a lot of people should stop with the cancel culture as, as it pertains to like empathy and stuff, you know. Hmm. Yeah. 
that's interesting. I think because like uh, kind of there's like this idea of good and bad companies, you know, where there's companies that are impersonal or uncaring or at least seem that way. And um, they may still be getting rich, you know, on paper in the stock market, you know, they may be doing well, but, but they're not seen as a, as like quote unquote good company. Whereas there are, you know, other companies that based on, based on those actions that they have taken statements that they've made, you know, what have you are perceived as good companies, but that doesn't translate to their financials. So there's like, there's kind of these two, two ways of looking at a company Mm -hmm. success and perception and reputation. Um, and I think practicing empathy could help get you on that, that good list. Um, but I, I don't think that should necessarily be your goal. Um, cause, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, ah, I don't know. It's complicated. You know, you, you see companies like big oil companies, you know, it's like generally those are perceived as like bad companies, but they make a lot of money. So like, you know, career wise might be a good option to look into <laughs> if you want to make a lot of money, but just know that like, there's a, there's like a reputation or a perception that comes with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean the, the flip side of this is like you put, you could put like a lot of effort into showing empathy and be perceived as like a quote unquote good company. And then there's like some like weird PR slip up or scandal or something that was like unintentional. And like you mentioned, cancel culture could just like completely flip that label. It's like, Oh, well, you know, can't can't possibly support this company anymore because of this one thing. Um, and and that just like can ruin a, a company's reputation. And so I think it's important to like not not put too much weight in that and keep doing what you're doing. Like if 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 you're practicing empathy consistently, like keep keep doing that. And over time you can rebuild that trust with the public but um there's also still going to be people that you know don't care that you got canceled and they'll keep supporting you (laughs) so so that that public reputation isn't everything if you have built that trust already there are going to be people that'll be like well i heard that but like they've still been they've been good to me the whole time so like i'm not gonna put any weight in it so i don't i guess what i'm saying is like don't put too much weight in the in the public perception in the reputation of the company makes sense yeah it's hard to describe you know it's um for me it's one of those things you had experience right mm-hmm. and luckily you can get you and I have similar backgrounds in terms of you know what we study what we heart where we started and stuff right but yeah, no. Um, another reason why I was thinking about this today was because I was flipping through you know, articles online, 
And I, I came across this one about, um, I guess it shouldn't matter if we mention the name, but like, yeah, Wu-Tang Clan was talking about, um, just being blessed and, you know, being happy. This was like back in the day when it was first, like, getting popular, right? But it's like, At that time, they were known for being kind of like riled, rally railed up, you know. Mm. And this is like just random facts, but like they like snuck in and broke into their own record, you know, after like being yelled at, you know. And and there's this the scene that I imagine is like <laughs> the 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 same cop that like found me, you know, or whatever. Let's say like in in any of these scenarios, right, if you have, like, uh, if you have to, like, check in with the local police officer because you've committed a crime, whatever, you're probably not doing good things, right? And and <laughs> the reason why I'm thinking about this is because in, like, this Wu-Tang Clan uh, sort of, like, documentary that I, that I found, right, um, several of them had gotten out of jail for committing, like, small sort of crimes, you know, small to big, right? But Man, none of these, uh, I'm, I'm blanking out on the name. What were they called? When probation officer. Yeah, probation officers, mm. they're obligated to check in with you so they can make the determination of whether or not you need to be thrown back in jail. Right? Mm -hmm. Zero empathy from them. In fact, they benefit from this zero empathy policy to an extent. Right? Because they don't want to be known as soft. No, no prison mm -hmm. company wants to call them soft and then lose that contract. Right? Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. Plenty, plenty of example, examples are each side. I'm just mentioning the ones that are kind of like coming out of my mind right now. It's like, is that the only way to just not be involved? To practice like good pure empathy? <laughs> What if you're empathetic mm. with someone they come up and smack you in the face? Like, uh, how <laughs> empathetic are you then, right? Or how empathetic mm. should, should you be? I don't know. It's not. I mean, it's not not an easy thing. Like we were saying, it's uh, <clears throat> you're gonna have to feel it out, and there's no playbook, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's there's going to be hard moments for sure, hard decisions to make. But I think at least from my perspective, I think there's there's definitely a long-term gain to be had if you put in that effort and figure it out. So, that would be my conclusion. Any final thoughts on empathy? Just that no matter what path you choose, right? Path of the empathetic or path of the not. Your actions will speak louder than your words, right? Mm -hmm. we're, we're here talking yeah. about whether it's important or not, how it's kind of displayed in public, but if you're a selfish person, selfish qualities will shine. If you, if you are a good person, good qualities will shine. Right? Mm -hmm. Same thing for for a lot of people. So yeah, my 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 lingering thought is to 
just do your best and don't self talk, uh, self self doubt hmm. as as often as possible. Yeah. There you have it. Empathy in business. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. <laughs> This is, I, th- I feel like this is a kind of a tricky topic because there's no like concrete besides like you should do it. <laughs> it cause, yeah, because like, it's not one of those things where it's, it's, like, it's a hard yes or hard no. If you if you yeah. are empathetic, you're you're okay with the consequences of being empathetic, and I'm not okay mm-hmm. with those consequences in in many formats, right? Mm. Whether it means a bunch of people step on me or my business goes bankrupt, like you know, like right. these these are all like really extreme situations, right? And it's fine, no matter how empathetic you are or aren't during, you know, any given day. But it's those days that, like, make the most difference that kind of got you wondering, did I do this right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, th- and I think it's important to just not, not dwell on those what-ifs too much. Yeah. But, Keep doing you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope this was somewhat helpful to our listeners. Um, or just not, an invigorating topic. If you're confused, yeah, good. Go back and think about it. <laughs> Listen to us again. <laughs> let us know your thoughts. Reach out to us and let us know what you think about empathy and business and where you think we should have landed on this one. So um, you can get in touch with us on Instagram at Happiness Hustle Podcast. You can also go to our website, happinesshustle.studio, and leave us a voice message there. We will listen to those and feature them on the podcast. So get in touch. Let us know what you think. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.